As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 39th episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill, and I'm here with Adam. Hello, Adam. How are you doing today, Jill? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Finally got some rain in our area. I know, right? Everyone loves weather talk when it comes to a podcast that's recorded in advance (laughs) in a place that they're probably not in. Oh, man. Well done, Adam. Well I'm done. so good at intros. It's like my main thing. Uh, two for two. Since you, I'm just so happy that you're back still. I know, I'm like, I can I, tell. I just want to like... I can tell. Witty banter. That sounds fine with me. That's probably what people are here for. Probably. That's exactly what they're yeah. here for. It's not for a book recommendation. Yeah, <laughs> not even a little bit, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So tell us about today's episode. So today's episode is with a coworker of ours, Melissa. Uh, she and I have a ton in common. We talk about it on the podcast. We start on the same day here. We have the same comedic interests. And so uh, I stole her idea a long time ago to listen to audiobooks by comedians mm-hmm. or just funny people. And that was like a revelation to me. It was like, amazing idea. So we spend about 40 minutes talking about the audiobooks that we really, really love um, the ones that we're excited to listen to. And then we had some fun at the end and talked about audiobooks that we want to exist someday. I actually have a suggestion for that one. Please, jump on I that. wish Eddie Izzard would write, thank you. Oh, my, yeah, that's an amazing one. I, I love Eddie Izzard. And if he, like, wrote a memoir and then, like, write it himself as an audiobook, I would be all over that. Does Eddie Izzard not have books? Though? I don't believe he has books. Okay, well, this, yeah, I, compl- <laughs> I would be totally on board with that. That would be amazing. Um, Tim Curry would be another one. Oh, I, I don't want to like, jump in and do this all over again. But <sighs> the, suffice yeah. to say, this will not be the last time that on. we do this type of podcast. We should just do like an entire episode. It's just, it's just imaginary books. I think that's an amazing idea. And we're you and I are probably going to record that in the very near future. Um, probably. But it's just <laughs> something I noticed when I re-listened to it. And I apologize in advance to people that will be listening to the episode right now. Because I agree with Melissa so much, every time she would say one, I would like gasp or like <laughs> furiously agree with her. So I, I apologize if you hear that. I, I'm aware as one of the hosts of this tick and I will work on it in the, in the future. So I'm sorry, but I literally every recommendation Melissa had, I was like, yep, uh-huh. T- oh yeah, totally. So <laughs> I apologize. It's okay. Anyway. You were just very excited. Yeah. So if people want to talk to us, how can they do that? They can find us on Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and <laughs> other places. And they can also find us on Pinterest. Um, I'll just take over while you're chuckling. If you email <laughs> feedback at overdrive.com, the two of us read all those. We've got some really, really awesome emails this week from people. We did. I just said Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope people listening are having as much fun as we're having I hope so. recording this. Um, oh my gosh. While you're collecting yourself, I do want to let people know, if you're interested in all the books that we talk about, because again, there's a ton of them on here, if you go to overdrive.com, there's a button that says explore, and we have the whole professional book nerds reading list right there, so every book that we talk about, we update every single week. Yes. Um, there's actually one other list I want to point out that I was really proud of. I asked on Twitter the other day what people were reading for National Book Lovers Day, and we got over 100 responses. That is awesome. So I just created a, an Overdrive reading list for Overdrive users by Overdrive users. Love it. So it was really cool. People were it. interacting. So if you go to our Twitter account, you'll see it. I've tweeted it a bunch. But if you go to overdrive.com and click that Explore button, not only can you get all of our book recommendations, but you can get 
book recommendations from fellow readers, which is really cool. Love it. Yeah. Sounds good. Anything else that you want to talk about before we... I don't think so. We should probably get out of here before we lose our minds. (laughs) We should. Okay. All right. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. This is Adam from Team Overdrive, and today we're going to be talking about a bunch of audiobooks that we have read and we're excited to read and we want to exist someday. I am joined by my good friend and coworker Melissa. Melissa, how are you doing today? I am awesome. How are you, Adam? I am so, so awesome. I This is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. I'm going to let everyone know. I stole an idea from you a few years ago. <laughs> I saw on Twitter you had all these different like comedic audiobooks that you were listening to and they were either comedians who were on shows or they had their own like stand-up specials and you and I have very similar taste in comedy things and so I stole that idea I was like oh my god audiobooks by comedians are the greatest thing ever and so you and I were talking a few weeks ago and like you know it'd be great is just list off all the ones that we like um so before we jump into that though how about you tell everyone who you are like from an overdrive standpoint like what you do around here sure so my name is Melissa and I am a marketing specialist on our library partner services team so I help our awesome library partners spread the word about overdrive to their users and I've been here for almost six years yep we started on the same day we literally started (laughs) on the exact same day so about six years and I am not one of the very awesome staff librarians but I am a professional book lover yeah that counts that that counts that I have this inferiority complex (laughs) every time I talk with all of our librarians on the podcast I'm like well I'm not a librarian but I super read a ton um yeah super read yeah super yeah I super read and so like you said, not only did we start on the same day, we started yes. in the same position That's on the true. same day yes. with the same boss and everything. We wore the same color. Yeah. So we have been buddies for almost six years now, and then maybe this is a six years in the making podcast. I think so, yeah. yeah. And so we we specifically didn't give each other our lists. Yes, we're going in blind. Going in completely blind, and like I said, we have very similar tastes, so I'm going to laugh really hard if our giant lists are super they similar. could be identical. Yeah. We will see. Okay, yeah. so here's what we'll do. We'll start with books, the celebrity, like memoirs and comedic mm-hmm. audiobooks and everything that we really loved that we've already read, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into some that we want to read that we know are coming out. Okay. And then my thing that I'm super excited about at the end is uh, comedic audiobooks that we want to exist. Sure, the wish list. The wish list, yes. yes. All right, so I'll let you start. So okay. you can just rip through as many as you want, and m- maybe I'll interject, maybe I won't. But if you just want to, <laughs> you know, kind of say why you like them, and then we'll just yeah. kind of we'll see where this goes. All right, awesome. So I'm going to start kind of from the top of what I've most recently mm-hmm. listened to or listened to again. So I was just on a road trip this weekend, and I was driving for over five hours yesterday and oh. really needed an audiobook because yeah. on the drive to my destination, I was listening to this really intense podcast about the Manson family murders, which was like way too heavy, and it gave me nightmares, and so I like needed comedy afterwards, and so I decided to go to one of my standbys, which is Mindy Kaling, Mm -hmm. and I listened to her most recent book called Why Not Me. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, this might be the third time I love Mindy Kaling's books. You're a big Mindy fan. A lot. (laughs) Uh, So Why Not Me, and then her first one is called Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? perfect titles I love those Uh Um, so re-listen to that one Um, some other of my classic like all-time comedian audiobooks Tina Fey bossy pants Uh I think that's if anybody does not listen to audiobooks that's like the one that I recommend anybody start with Um, Amy Poehler's book yes please just Mm all-time not only really funny but also like moving life advice in that book like really important things for me in there um a couple of good like family picks like jim gaffigan books are always really good for like yes. in the car mm-hmm. with like my parents and you know yeah, like he's, he's, a, a, lot cl- of he's a clean comedian so you never yes. have to worry about what he's gonna say yeah and so that's really good and relatable um a couple of people that are not technically like stand-up comedians but they're really funny writers yeah like david sedaris books or staris sedaris sedaris yeah 
Because yes. he writes with his sister a lot. Yes, yeah. also funny. Uh-huh. Um, and then Jenny Lawson, who has a blog, like the bloggist for yeah. books. Um, and then kind of an oddball one on this list, but hilarious and like the perfect use of the audiobook format is John Hodgman. Yeah. He has three books and they are just so weird but so amazing and like the best use of the format yeah because it's so different from the written version Mm -hmm. like if you read the written versions of his books which are like weird fake history and made up facts and information about hobos and just yeah loving nonsense but the audiobook format, he has guest narrators, he has musical accompaniments. Oh, that's like, perfect. It's so perfect and it's such a different experience. So even if you read the ebook or the physical book, I really recommend the audiobook mm-hmm. too. I can't like hands down recommend it to everyone because it is very surreal and yeah. strange. But John Hodgman is just such a brilliant mind. Yeah. And he really knows how to play with this format. I he um and then someone who's similar to him is Paul F. Tompkins. Oh yes. They actually they do a lot of podcasts together, yes. like um spontane spontaneity or spontaneity nation. It's like spontaneous nation. Spontaneous nation. Thank Something you. Like yeah, that? where it's basically like a a long form um like a just like an improv type mm-hmm. of a thing, and he he's actually on my list of like wanting to hear. Yes. I don't actually know if he has. <laughs> I should have looked this up. I don't know if Paul I don't F. Tompkins. Think he does. Yeah. yeah, but he would be really great at yeah. that too but they're, they're both they're like the nonsense and you're never they say their voices are so good that they say things where you're like well that must be a fact and there's almost certainly not yes. so I completely agree well they say things that are not true with such um, distinction yes and with just conviction uh-huh. and they it's really like, oh well obviously obviously yeah. yes right <laughs> but it is not true at all and it is really weird but so great yeah so absolutely those are some of my all-time favorites i also mm-hmm. want to throw in a couple of other recent reads which yes. i don't know if i'd add to the canon of like these are the best mm-hmm. but they're interesting and i actually found out about a lot of them from podcasts so yeah. we're talking about like john hodgman has a podcast paul tompkins has podcast um we both listen to a lot of podcasts yes, we i do. listen to a lot of book podcasts i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and so i found out about two of these from podcast so Mm -hmm. one is jesse klein it's a book called you'll grow out of it and she is a co-writer or she's the i don't know if she still is but was the head writer of inside amy schumer okay yeah and so i heard an interview with her on an npr podcast i think fresh air Mm -hmm. and sounded really interesting and so it's just a memoir of her life funny but also kind of relatable and stuff she's a new mom and also a new mom so Mm -hmm. i related to a lot of that stuff and then jensen karp just came out with a book called Kanye West Owes Me $300. Oh. Title alone. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on yeah. board. Um, he was a guest on How Did This Get Made, which... Mm-hmm. Oh, I love... Oh, that was actually... Before we started yeah. recording this, I was listening to the most recent How Did This Get Made. Yeah, so that's a podcast that we've both listened to, I think, probably since we started here. Yeah. And um, he was just a really funny guest, and I thought at the end when he promoted this book, I was like, that alone... Totally the title alone makes me want to figure out what this book is, and... So those are good recommendations. So I think that's another way for people to find these kind of books. Absolutely. Is by, if you're a podcast fan, yeah, that's like a really easy access point into audiobooks. Yeah, and a lot of the ones that I have who are stand-up comedians, it's like a lot of them end up being memoirs because they can just write a book and then if they do the audiobook of it, it's literally like getting 12 hours of stand-up. So yeah. it's like they can... It's probably a double-edged sword for them. Like, they get great content, but then they can't really use it in their stand-up anymore. But, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of proud of myself. First off, I specifically didn't put any Mindy Kaling or Amy Poehler in my list because I knew you were going to say it, and I was going to let you start. Ground-covered, you knew I was I literally, yeah, I was writing down some of the ones that I was like, oh, I love these. I'm just going to strike through them because I know that (laughs) Melissa's going to talk about them. Um, Do you have others or do you want me to go? What do you Go. Okay. All right, so I absolutely am obsessed with Billy Crystal. I Mm, may have talked about this in the past. So he has two. He has one called Still Foolin' Him, which is relatively recent, um, and that's very much like a memoir. And then he has 700 Sundays, Mm. which was a Broadway show for a long, long time. And then there was also an HBO special where they did 700 Sundays. So that one is about... Um, baseball and music and Broadway and his relationship with Muhammad Ali and the pre- the premise of it is 
his dad died when he was a teenager and he did the math and he got 700 Sundays with his dad. Um, I get super emotional just even thinking about it. I'm sorry. I know. I'm going to like start crying. Yeah. So for, yeah, for me, so like I said, he talks about, um, baseball a lot, which is like a very strong thing between him and his dad. And then his dad owned a jazz, uh, record store in New York City where he grew up and my dad and I he always took me to all my baseball games and we would always listen to music so like those are like two yeah. defining things so I actually bought my dad a copy of 700 Sundays and like gave it to him on like a Father's Day like crying I'm like you're gonna love this um so Billy Crystal like I said I have seen every one of his movies a million times mm-hmm. and his stand-up is great so those are a little bit sentimental but still funny on a much less sentimental standpoint uh Rob Delaney Oh, yeah. So I'm going to read his, the whole name of his book because it's so good. Rob Delaney is a, first he was kind of a, a Twitter mm-hmm. comedian slash stand-up that people got, he became well-known because of his Twitter account. And now he's on, um, oh, what is that show? He's on Catastrophe. Catastrophe, oh, thank you, so which good. is amazing. But his book, he plays on the whole, if you look at a Twitter account, people always have like short declarative sentences as their Twitter uh, bio. So his book is called Mother, wife, sister, human, warrior, falcon, yardstick, turban, cabbage. <laughs> and it's just like, he's so absurd. If you follow him on Twitter, he like, he takes pot shots at political people all the time. And he and like, he'll tweet at like Walmart and say something absurd. He's just, I don't want to talk about what he says because it's probably appropriate for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, maybe a little bit work appropriate. But, but... Yeah, super funny. Um, David Spade is another one who, if you like David Spade, mm-hmm. you like him. If, you, if you're turned off by his kind of like very smug attitude maybe this one's not for you but it's called uh, David Spade is almost interesting um, the reason I really love it is he talks a lot about Chris Farley oh, and yeah. Tommy Boy is one of my favorite movies ever and they were you know they grew up together on Saturday Night Live and all this really great stuff so again that one's very specific if you like David Spade you'll love this um, Steve Martin's Born Standing Up that's on my list oh it's yeah. so not only is it amazing and like I said a lot of these if you get like the true stand-up comedians uh, Steve Martin's book is basically half and half like he's reading his audiobook and half of it is actual stand-up comedy that he's doing and Steve Martin does um he's really well known for being a banjo player like mm-hmm. he's a legitimate like he's recorded with huge bluegrass people so his stand-up he like plays his own like music in the background of this audiobook which is amazing uh, another comedian Lewis Black he's the angry guy who is yes. on the Daily Show with yeah. Jon Stewart all the time he has one called Nothing Sacred um, I think that's a perfect audiobook choice too, oh. because I would say that a lot of his comedy is built on delivery. Yeah, right. So like, appreciating it is so much hearing him. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a perfect completely way to enjoy agree. That. Yeah. Um, another one that I really loved, and she's not a traditional stand-up comedian, but Felicia Day. Mm, yeah. uh, you're you're never weird on the internet, almost. <laughs> uh, Felicia Day was she's this like genius prodigy when it comes to math and violin, and she was homeschooled and. Her and her brother like bonded over video games on the computer and she went out and decided to be an actress and she was struggling and she made this show called The Guild which got a ton of internet fame and it's super goofy and it's all about online gaming and then now she's a very big deal. She's in a show that I'm going to talk about a little bit later for something I want to exist Um, but she's really amazing. And then one more that I have before I want to talk about some that I think we'll both like. Um, Martin Short's I Must Say. Mm. He's just another like I just adore like classically funny comedians yeah. who are in all these movies and uh, and things like that so those are my kind of like celebrity memoir heavy ones that are more comedians and then I have a few that I literally called Parks and Rec Rex because <laughs> I know we both love Parks and Recreations. Yes. so you mentioned Amy Poehler's Yes Please have you listened to the Nick Offerman audiobooks? No, I read the I read them, but I should listen to oh, them. Oh yes, you should. Yeah. For people who aren't familiar, Nick Offerman is Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation, who literally I think that was like my first thing I remember you ever talking to me about because I wasn't <laughs> watching Parks and Rec and you were like and you had the Oh my gosh, did I introduce You introduced you to me to Parks and Rec. You had the Ron Swanson period of oh, period, period of greatness. Of greatness. Yeah. The, yeah, the pyramid of greatness. Yeah. Yeah, you had the pyramid of, of greatness on your desk that we were like sharing because sure. our office used to be tiny um and I looked at you and I was like what is that and you explained oh, what Parks and Rec nice. was this is, this is a moment yeah this so Ron Swanson might be I I'm on record of saying Parks and Rec is the single greatest tv show that's ever existed um my wife and I watch it like probably every like at least one episode a day just like while we're making dinner or yeah. going to bed um so he does two different 
books. He has Paddle Your Own Canoe, mm-hmm. which is like his 10 ways to be successful and like a, a good human. Um, and then Gumption, which is he picks, what is it, like, 20, like 10 or 15 people that he respects yeah. and he loves. And um, the thing about Nick Offerman, if you watch Parks and Rec, he's like, Ron Swanson is this very, he doesn't read books and like he's really smart, but he's like, it, he's nothing like Nick Offerman the yeah. human. And so his books, the Gumption, the second one, the people that he talks about are like, great woodworkers and like the person who designed um the parks in uh central park like people that i would not normally have any interest in and the way he describes them you're just fascinated Mm -hmm. and so that's listening to him tell these stories yeah i will definitely add that yeah i love the fact that he's a woodworker (laughs) nick offerman like just makes canoes and yeah whittles that's like that's his thing yeah Yeah. and i love that they put that into his character yes and then the something that i found out relatively recently is not only did they put that into his character? But the character of Ron Swanson was supposed to be incredibly good at playing jazz um, saxophone. It's saxophone he plays, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so they were trying to introduce that as an idea to Nick Offerman. And they're like, so we'll like fake the idea that you can play. And Nick Offerman was like, oh, no, I play <laughs> jazz saxophone. So everything, if you're familiar with Parkinson Rack, that's him actually like playing. He literally is Duke Silver. Oh, this is so great. I know. Everything about him is wonderful. And plus he talks about his wife, who yes. Megan Mullally. Mullally. Mm-hmm. And she's just amazing, too. So um, then my other Parkinson Rack recs. I know, I think you introduced me to the Rob Lowe stories. Yes. I, stories I tell my friends. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Aziz Ansari's Modern mm-hmm. Romance. I keep waiting for like Chris Pratt to write one because everyone else has. I really would love that, but yeah. it seems like his personality is more of like, I'm not sure if he would write it no. himself. I don't know if he's like a super book guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I love him so much. I could see it being like Andy Dwyer's, Andy Dwyer told me some stories and it's like oh, someone else so wrote. Or like I should Johnny Karate. Oh, my oh I would read a Johnny Karate. Oh, yeah, I should have added that to my books I want to create yeah. situation, but. I had a good chuckle to myself when I literally wrote Parks and Rec Rex, and I was like, I'm going to talk about these. (laughs) Um, Do you have other ones that you have read, or...? Um, yeah, so let's see what else I have here. I recently listened to Dave Holmes' book, Mm -hmm. um, Party of One. Dave Holmes was a VJ on MTV, like, back in the day of TRL and late 90s, early 2000s. And so he talks about that, but he also just talks about his life, and he, um growing up in the 80s and being closeted and what it was like for him coming out mm-hmm. and wanting to work in media and so that was really interesting and funny i think the one thing that was interesting about the podcast or the i almost said po- podcast, podcast because he's also a podcast host right. so about the audiobook is that the book is very much about music mm-hmm. and he structures different chapters or different points of his life as connecting to certain songs yeah but they don't have that music, I think because it's probably really expensive. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure like the licensing, but it's kind of unfortunate when you are listening to an audiobook and they're talking about music. Mm-hmm. It would be so nice to be able to hear that, but understandably publishing rights, so you just kind of have to yeah, like that's fair, imagine that or pull up YouTube at the same time, I guess, yeah. Spotify, whatever. <laughs> um, so that one was really interesting. And then I listened to one, so she's not a comedian, but she is a really interesting writer, and I found the book hilarious. Um, her name is Lindy West, and she wrote a book called Trill. Yeah. And I feel like it might have been talked about on the podcast here at I some think other Jill point. Jill is a big fan yes, of that one. Yes, because it's a really great feminist book. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting points and some really heavy stuff about just being a woman and body issues and all of this, mm-hmm. but also so freaking funny. Like, yeah. hilarious. And so I really enjoyed that one, even though she doesn't fall under the comedian kind of header. Mm-hmm. I'd throw that in there as a good, funny she was, audio book. Um, she was at the American Library Association conference this summer, mm-hmm. and when I was setting up all of my interviews, um, her publicist was like, we think she might be available for an interview, and I got super excited, and then it just didn't work out, and it was one oh. of like, the biggest bummers. I was like, I wish she just wouldn't have told me she was yes. going to be here in the first all place. All the hopes. Yeah, I, yes. yeah crushing. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's all of my read. Okay. I have a long list of to read and wish right. lists. Let's, so di- let's dive right in. I feel in. like we should just... Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, keep, let's just keep plowing through. All right, go ahead. I'll let you start. So on my to read list, actually on hold right now at all three of the libraries that I have library cards for, <laughs> <laughs> um, is Tig Notaro's book. Yep. 
I am so excited to listen to that book Ugh. and specifically to listen to it because she is such a good storyteller. Like uh-huh. I was introduced to her from This American Life. Yeah. She told really interesting, like really funny stories there and she's so surreal mm-hmm. and she went through horrible, yeah. horrible stuff in the past couple of years. Just like a really debilitating disease. Mm-hmm. Her mom passed away and she got cancer and had double mastectomy yeah. within like a year or two. It was all one year, I think, yeah. And from there, her comedy has just taken off because she's done like an infamous set right after mm-hmm. that. And I'm so curious to hear about yeah. what that was like and kind of what her life has been like since then. And so I'm desperate to listen to that one. Yeah, she's the person where if people are familiar maybe with her story and not her name, she, like you said, when she was diagnosed with cancer and went through this horrible year, she came out to do a set, like little mm-hmm. tiny comedy set, and she like people were clapping for it, and she's like, thank you, thank you, I have cancer, thank you, yes, it's good yes. to be here, I have cancer, and everyone's like, is she kidding? And there wasn't even any cameras or anything that day, it just, people were like, word of mouth spread um, about her, and um, her book's called I'm Just a Person, mm-hmm. and I, a little side note about her, one of my favorite things is her Twitter account. Um, <laughs> if you follow Tignataro, you'll see that her picture changes every day, because she hates Twitter, but her friends who are also comedians are like, we need to get your name out there. Yes. So other comedians take over her Twitter account every single day, and it's like my favorite thing ever. I, I actually discovered a new comedian following her with my name. His name is Adam Sokol. What? Yeah, so he's a comedian in New York City, and he took over Tig Notaro's account one day, and he tweeted, and I responded to him. I was like, hey, I'm you, but not you. <laughs> and now we're like friends, and we interact Aww. all the time. So... Yeah, not only is her book, I'm sure, going to be amazing, yeah. but follow her on Twitter because it introduced you to a bunch of new that comedians. That is so It's such funny. a cool, th- yeah, it's a cool way of doing it. She's yeah. like, I hate Twitter, but I have to have this. It's yeah. like, here are all my friends. That it's, is really smart. Yeah. Because I think awesome. that some people, like some celebrities are forced to get Twitter. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see that. I do podcast. it all the time. Um, forced to get Twitter by like their management or whatever. Yeah. And so they just begrudgingly use it to like tweet out just promotional stuff and mm-hmm. it's lame. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way to do it. Like, I don't want to have this, but yeah, all right. It's so, so cool. cycling in and giving other people like a spotlight. Yeah. And then all of our friends will be like, anytime Tig has a comedy special or anything, like they'll be tweeting their stuff all day and they'll be like, also, by the way, watch Tig tonight at eight o'clock on Comedy Central. Yeah. It's just like a really cool way of doing it. Yeah, so. that's smart. Yeah. All right. You can yeah. keep going. Um, all right. So the rest of my list are not out yet. So that's okay. they're that's... all on the, uh, some I think are available for pre-order. So People can do that, you uh-huh. know, if they are librarian friends, you can yeah. get them to pre-order. I'm well, sure people would appreciate that. Yeah, and if, and if they do, then their users can go place yeah, holds on them. Yeah, place things so. on hold. Um, I already have a hold on Amy Schumer's book, which <laughs> comes out August 16th, yep. and I am so excited. It's called The Girl with a Lower Back Tattoo. Yeah. I mean, perfect. I love her really. so much. Really, that's just so good. For what it's worth, you have now mentioned the first two things on my list in order, <laughs> yes. which I knew would happen. I love this yes, so much. Yes, this is perfect. Um, I wrote, okay, I wrote my list in order. I think of when they're going to be released. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mara Wilson has a book coming out in September. Or three for three. Yes. Matilda. Yeah. And from Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh-huh. And, like, she's so hilarious on Twitter. Oh, she's, she's so such good. a good writer. I cannot wait to read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe Robinson has a book coming out in October. Okay. If you don't know Phoebe Robinson, I would recommend the Two Dope Queens podcast. Oh, I was just going to say that name feels familiar. Yes, I listen Phoebe to Phoebe Robinson Dope and Jessica Williams host this podcast, and um, she has a book coming out in October. And so that is definitely on my to read list. Um, Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, uh-huh. not a comedian, but hilarious. She wrote a fiction book previously that I really liked, but this is her memoir coming out in November, which is also when the Gilmore Girls revival comes back, and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, that's excited. right. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Um, Anna Kendrick has a book coming out in November. Yep, also on my list. Crossing that off your list, too. <laughs> um, and then I've got a couple that I'm not sure. They haven't, like, announced the release date, but I know they got a book deal, so I'm just going to say. Those work. Um Kevin Hart, I think, is a book coming out next year, which I think will be really interesting yeah. because he has a really interesting backstory, like mm-hmm. his family life. And at first when he came out, I was like, okay, a little bit too much, right? Yeah. But the more that I've seen him on talk shows, I just feel like he's doing a lot to promote himself and his brand. I'm like, I respect that, dude. Like, yeah, I'm absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm interested to read that. Um, ben Schwartz, who is John Ralphio in Parks and Rec, oh, speaking ben of Parks Schwartz, and Rec. Ben I love him so much. So he has written, like, he co-wrote a couple of, like, 
I would say they're they're books, but they're not like book yeah, books. Yeah. <laughs> they're more like the gift jokey books uh-huh. that you get like at Urban Outfitters yeah. kind of books. Well, his I think his name on Twitter is Rejected Jokes. Yes. So he has I think the series of books that he did before were like pictures of cute animals, and they would write like horrible things like yeah. Grandpa's dead or something. Yeah. Like, right. So he has he got a book deal to write like a, I think a relationship type of book. <laughs> I would read that. And that was just released that he got that deal. So I don't know when that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And then again, Mindy Kaling. Yep. And B J Novak are going to write a book together. Ooh. I think about their weird off and on uh-huh. relationship, but also just relationships in general. And that was announced like two years ago. Uh-huh. So I don't know when that's actually coming, but they have a book deal. So Ooh. I'm excited about those. Those are awesome. Yeah. Um, you literally named every single one on my list except for one, and I thought for sure you would say this one, Joel McHale. Oh! Yeah, it's called Thanks for the Money, which is a perfect Joel McHale. Yes! Um, for people who aren't familiar, Joel McHale is really well known from Community, and is it Talk Soup? Is that the name of the show? Yeah, it was The Soup, The Soup, not Talk Soup, yeah. Um, he's just, like, I love snarky Mm -hmm. people, and he's just perfectly snarky yes and so i i just love him but i literally i not only did you name the ones i want but you named them in order so (laughs) that's amazing um do you have other ones or do you want to get into our imaginary audiobooks let's get into the imaginary list okay here's what we'll do we'll go back and forth we'll go one-on-one we're Um, just crossing yeah Yeah. so important need to clarify this to everyone listening these do not exist these are comedians actors human beings that we want to read or listen to audiobooks by so so this is us just saying obviously all these people listen to the podcast yeah yeah so all these people you're clearly listening we'll get through them right this is a request to all of these people to please write a book Mm -hmm. and make it an audiobook so we can listen to it so my first one is mel brooks again so all my comedy ones i went through before i'm a huge comedy nerd and mel brooks it, him and Billy Crystal are like my they're, like, they're my idols how does that not exist so here's the thing if you ever listen to Mel Brooks give interviews it's the best because people won't even ask him a question they'll just start saying a sentence and then he'll go on and on and on and he just has no filter and he loves telling stories mm-hmm. and his stories are unbelievable there's biographies of him but okay. there's no autobiography there's nothing that exists in his own voice um, there's I don't think he'll ever do it because there's a PBS special called Make a Sound, and it's like an hour and 45 minutes. You can find it on Netflix, but it basically is Mel Brooks going through his entire career, and I think I've watched it like eight times. (laughs) Um, It's amazing, but it's what I imagine his audiobook would be, and I just don't see him ever doing it, but I mean, everything he's ever done. You can go back and watch stuff that he was on, like Sid Caesar's Show of Shows, which is a show from the 50s or 40s, and it's just as funny today as, like, it's amazing. Um, I don't know why I'm saying just as funny as it was back then. I'm 30 years old. I definitely wasn't alive back then. Um, but that's my first one, Mel Brooks. Even like I said, I don't think it'll ever happen because I don't think he'll he can sit still long enough to do a book. That so. is a really good choice. Thank you. I was proud of that good one. Good stories. I like that. Um, my first choice is actually a duo. That's okay. I'll allow it. They're a married couple, both comedians. Um, mm. Jordan Peele, who's part of Key and Peele, yeah. and Chelsea Peretti, who's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They're actually married? Well. Yes, they are actually married. And I feel like they would write the most amazing book together. Yeah. Right? And it would just be such a great conversation between them and hilarious because they are two of the funniest oh people God. like ever. Well, aren't they on the those like Booking.com yes. commercials together? That was real. They are... They are really married. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, they didn't get married in those commercials, well, yeah. but yes. <laughs> They are really married, and so I would love for them to write a, a book together. I just think that would be the best. God, totally on board. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Uh, my next one, Bill Murray. Yeah. I, again, he's another person who, I, he's just so, like, there's so many legendary things about him. Like, he doesn't have an email or, like, a phone Like, there's, like, a phone number that you, if you get a hold of it in Hollywood, like, you can call. And, like, he doesn't have a producer or, like, mm-hmm. a publicist it's Bill Murray's number and like you leave him a voicemail and pitch him something and people he'll just respond if you like um, Chris Hardwick has famously talked about on his podcast he has this magical Bill Murray number and Chris Hardwick is 
crazy famous and crazy productive and amazing. And he's like, I can't, I won't call it. I'm terrified. <laughs> so like Bill, Bill Murray, again, I just don't imagine him ever sitting down and writing a book about himself because he's too... Well, he's so all over the place. I feel like that would be the definition of unreliable narrator. Yeah. So even if it was like a, a memoir and it was his story, like... What I, would you believe? Would it yeah. be real? Because every story you hear about him, you're like, did that actually happen? Yeah. Like all this, I would, I'd say every like six months, there's some story that you see on the internet pop up like, yeah. Bill Murray joined a bachelor party this yeah, weekend exactly did he really yeah what? and then you see the picture yeah bill murray what shows up while someone's life? taking engagement photos and yes. just is in the background of it yeah so i don't ever that, think it'll happen but that would be one that i would yes. love yeah perfect choice i like that um next on my list is john oliver yeah yes so he i don't know if it was last year i think it was last season on his show last week tonight mm-hmm. he made a joke about having a book and people got really excited oh yeah 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 and then it was all a hoax because he was trying to make a larger point that you can't believe everything that you Mm -hmm. see on the internet and that got my hopes up for what an amazing book that would be because you think about like I didn't mention it earlier but um, John Stewart had a series of books with The Uh Daily Show Stephen Colbert had a couple of books in character as Stephen Colbert um, I love his book. So I think along the same lines, like John Oliver putting out a book would be so great. And yeah. his, he has such a really good writing staff too. Like a lot of really mm-hmm. funny stand-ups and comedians write for Last Week Tonight. So putting out a book from Last Week Tonight maybe instead yeah. of just John Oliver is definitely on yeah. my wish list. And I think that they could even do, because there is, you know, the like you said, Stephen Colbert and John Stewart have their own books. I think all of them could do audiobooks and have like, bring on their staff writers or yeah. like their correspondents for the daily show and have them do like little bits in mm-hmm. the books i feel like we're sitting on a million dollar idea right yeah here. i mean i feel like all of these we should just be pitching to people we're yeah. just throwing money away i'll here. get the bill murray phone number <laughs> bill if you're listening <laughs> obviously bill murray's listening yeah love you bill it's great yeah. zombie land was awesome so good it was great um all right my next one is frank oz so okay. I am obsessed with the Muppets yes. and Jim Henson, as obviously as you know and everyone yes. here knows. Uh, he was literally half the Muppet characters. Uh, he also was Yoda. He's the voice oh. of Miss Piggy. Um, oh. Yeah, Frank Oz, literally like half of the Muppet characters that you know and are familiar with. Yeah. Frank Oz is the one who either does the voice or the Muppeteering mm-hmm. of it. So um, Jim Henson has unfortunately passed away and I tried to keep these as realistic as possible. Right. And so I, was, I just think it'd be really cool. I read the Jim Henson autobiography that's a, or biography that's amazing, and Frank yeah. Oz is in there a ton, and he did a bunch of the interviews for it. So I just imagine that would be a really, for me, maybe not like the funniest book in the world, but I think it'd be really interesting. crazy interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the um, Big Bird movie, the I Am Big Bird I documentary? I didn't. I want to. I'd recommend that. Obviously different than the all of the Jim Henson stuff, but similar vein yeah um the guy who was within the big bird costume yeah and i just like sobbed through the entire thing um so also just fascinating stories Mm -hmm. and i think that it would be the same for frank oz i would definitely okay i will check that out that's awesome um see who's next on my list i have john mulaney on my list great stand-up you love john mulaney like really special place in my heart for john mulaney i met him and he's so nice yeah and he's so funny and I just think that he's got a really interesting voice. Uh-huh. I think right now he and Nick Kroll are doing a character show on Broadway. Really? Um, where they're playing these two characters that they did. I think they originated on Nick Kroll's Comedy Central show. Um, so I think if they were going to do something, it would probably be based around mm-hmm. those characters because that's more their personality to yeah. do more character-based. But I would be really interested just to hear about like John Mulaney's life because yeah. especially he had a failed TV show, which... Not a great TV show. Yeah. Oh, you want... I remember. You wanted to love it. wanted to love it. Like, I really tried. (laughs) And it just was not great. But I've read some really interesting interviews with him about it. And Mm -hmm. so I would love to hear more of the story. Because I'm, like, a TV show nerd, too. Like, I like to know the the behind-the-scenes stuff. So I would love to know more about what Mm -hmm. happened there and the process and how it was afterwards. And he was on SNL. And I'm always fascinated by SNL narratives, too. Absolutely. And so that is absolutely one that... Yeah. totally on board okay this one this is a little obscure but there is a one of the the co-hosts on nerdist his name is jonah ray yes so he speaking of somewhat obscure things i mentioned before i love 
old school comedy mm-hmm. and everything. Mystery Science Theater 3000 is one of my favorite shows of all time, yeah. and I obsessively will watch it. Like I'll just I'll watch clips of it on my phone while I'm waiting for my wife to get ready. Jonah Ray is the host of the new Mystery Science Theater what? Theater 3000. You didn't know this? Oh, no. I'm breaking news for you. Yeah. So. Prepare to have your mind blown. So Jonah Ray is the new host. Okay. And two of the main people who are helping him write it and will be on it is Patton Oswald and Felicia Day. What? Yeah. So I want a book from Jonah Ray, an audiobook, where he brings on all of the people who created the original Mystery Science 3000 and Mystery Science Theater 3000, the neck, the new one. I want to hear yes. everyone talk about it and go through the process because... He gives these little teasers on the Nerdist, like he can't say a lot about the movies that they're prepping or anything, but he'll say like, oh, this process is exhausting, and like, I want to know everything, everything about it. So, yeah, Jonah Ray, Pat Oswald, Felicia Day. That is so exciting. Yeah, because they, they, um, they broke a Kickstarter record mm-hmm. when they, they had their Kickstarter like two years ago, and it was like, we're going to try and do a couple episodes of Mystery Science. And we'll see what happens if we can get MST3K. And they're like, if we get this amount, we'll do three, five, seven mm-hmm. episodes. And they got enough money to do like a full season. Wow. Um, well, that's a book in and of itself. I know. Like, yeah, the whole thing. I So I am like impatiently waiting. And I know yeah. he won't. The, Jonah Ray does 7,000 things, mm-hmm. as does everyone in the Nerdist Yeah, I was gonna, doesn't community. he have his own podcast too? He has several of his own podcasts. Yeah. He has a show on that um, CISO network. Yeah. Um, uh, something finding America or explore. It's like a. It's basically like one of those travel shows that you see where people go to random places and introduce you to Boston, but they do it fake. Like he does fake, uh, <laughs> fake facts about it, and he brings on people who are other comedians to do like characters. And he's like, I'm joined here by Tony from the bookshop, bookshop, and it'll be like Nick Kroll, and it's just like a bit that they'll nice. do the whole. It's yeah. It, you know how I do like fake facts. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yes. yeah, Jonah Ray, that's my next one. So That is perfect. Go ahead. I, <laughs> um, I am not sure how this would go, but I would be really interested in a book from, again, another SNL person, Leslie Jones. Yeah. Oh. So, she is... This is timely. Yeah. She is really blowing up on Twitter right now. Yes, like, she is. in the past month, she almost left Twitter, or she might have left Twitter temporarily because she was getting a lot a lot of horrible sexist and racist mm-hmm. backlash um, from being in the female reboot of Ghostbusters yeah. which was hilarious by the yeah. way and she's perfect I haven't in it. seen it yet I want um, to so good and so it really sparked a lot of social commentary there so I think that'd just be interesting mm-hmm. and just this week really timely she's all about the Olympics yeah so if you don't follow her on Twitter she's really funny to follow because she is decked out head to toe in USA gear. I love her. They're bringing her out to Brazil because she was just like blowing up Twitter with this amazing oh commentary and NBC is like, all right. That's amazing. So they're bringing her out. I just think that would be interesting, like how she has handled, because she's, I think in her 40s and mm-hmm. the rest of the SNL cast is, I would say maybe early 30s, yeah, but most of them are in their 20s. Yeah. And so she's got her start on SNL a lot later than mm-hmm. a lot of other people. Um, and so I just think that would be interesting. Like, her life as a road comic for so long. Yeah. What it was like breaking into SNL later and being one of the only women of color mm-hmm. on the cast at that time and what it was like and the Ghostbusters situation. And I just think that would be really interesting. So that's on my list. It's a really good transition because speaking of Ghostbusters, I would love to see an audiobook by Rick Moranis. Yeah. Because he's super reclusive now. Like, he quit, yeah. um, he quit the business and he did some... Um, really small time um, music type things but he doesn't do movies anymore he doesn't do interviews he doesn't do shows and kind of along the same lines like I would be interested in the the comedic part of it obviously because mm-hmm. of all the different shows he's been on and all the different amazing movies he was a part of but I would just like to know just from his standpoint like why did you decide to leave the business yeah, and what like, has he been up to yeah what have you been doing this whole time so I I think kind of along the same lines as Leslie Jones like it might not be hilarious but it would be mm-hmm. for me crazy interesting so yeah how much longer do we want to go on the socials? Because um, I've definitely got more people. I mean, we can keep. Going. I have. I have one more for sure, and then we can. We can keep going. So okay. if you want to do a few more, by all means. Okay. Um. So T.J. Miller is next on my list. 
I love T.J. Miller so much. It's like, did I steal your last one? No, you didn't. That's okay. Okay, so T.J. Miller, such... Again, I feel like a lot of these people I'm talking about are such weirdos, He's and I love them. So He's weird. so weird and so funny. He's on Silicon Valley and uh-huh. HBO, and also just the small parts and everything, like Deadpool and uh-huh. Yogi Bear. Right? Yep, he was in Big Hero 6. <laughs> yes, like he's just, he does a lot of voice work because he's got a very distinctive voice. Perfect for audiobooks, right? And I also, he's really into a lot of like transcendental meditation and just very yeah. like um, interesting cerebral stuff that you wouldn't think of mm-hmm. when you think of him because he just looks like a big goofball. Yep. But he's really a thoughtful guy. He's very meditative. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a lot of, I think, a lot going on behind yeah. the crazy. I agree. And I just love listening to him talk, so... Have you seen his YouTube show, Gore Burger? No. Okay, so this is... Talk about weird things. Man, if people are still listening 40 minutes into this, they're going to be like, Who, why are these two talking? So Gore Burger is this show he created, and it's on YouTube, and it's... He is this giant alien <laughs> from another planet, obviously, and he comes down and he takes over a Japanese... TV show, and then he holds all of the people captive. It's like a talk show. He holds all of the people captive who work on the show, and so he brings on guests, and he's the host of this crazy Japanese show, and so he has all these super weird guests on, and each show is only like seven or eight minutes. It's called Gore Burger. It's oh, old. It's not, um, I'll, as soon as we get that, I'll show you what yes. it, but it's, it's not, um, like, it's kind of old. He did it a couple years ago, but HBO wants to make it, like, an actual, like, nightly <laughs> show. And it's so absurd, but it's it's TJ Miller being, yeah. like, classic TJ Miller. That and is, that's perfect. He's amazing. So, anyway, I I bet I can guess your next one. And just speaking of TJ Miller, is your next one Pete Holmes? Uh, he might be on that list. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can also, keep podcasts that love and listen to a lot mm-hmm. and just... Big puppy dog, amazing, hilarious Pete Holmes. Yep. Um, same vein of just Obs- very funny, very absurd, but also really into spirituality and what happens when you die and just like really deep. So I yeah. feel like that'd be such an interesting balance. Like his podcast is a really interesting balance. Yeah. Um, his pod- Pete Holmes podcast is called You Made It Weird. It's crazy long too. And it is so long. <laughs> it's like three hours sometimes. Yeah. And I just feel like it covers so many bases that mm-hmm. I would be fascinated yeah. to listen to a book. He d- his episode with Judd Apatow, who has mm-hmm. a book called Sick in the Head, which is amazing. Yes. That one was awesome. I yes. remember that one. Him being like, yeah, we're recording this at like 11 o'clock at night because I had to wait for my kids to go to bed. And yes. it's, yeah, outstanding. All right, you can keep going. I, have, I only have one more, so if you want to name okay. a few more. I have two more on my list, and one actually is, again, podcast-related. Yeah. Um, Jason Manzoukas. Oh, Zooks! I can't so, believe I didn't say him. I think that Jason. we both have, like, a, a deep love for Jason Manzoukas. So, so much. Which is probably a name that no one listening even knows. We've but lost everyone. Fine. That's okay. It's fine. We're just talking for ourselves yeah. at this point. Um, he's a co-host on How Did This Get Me mm-hmm. podcast, and he's also an actor that you have definitely seen in yes. things. Um, he is always, like, the funny sidekick. And, yeah, he was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine this season. Yes. Um, he was in a movie called How to Be Single. It just came out not long ago. He played yeah. a bit part in that. Like, he always plays, like, bit yeah. parts. He was in The League. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. He was, Rafi he, he was Rafi in The League. He was Rafi in The League. But he is somebody that I love to listen to him talk. Yes. Um, I will find podcasts. I'll search podcasts out for any guest, like, anytime he's a guest. And so I would love to listen to I mean, even if he's just a, a narrator. This is just yeah. a plea to Jason Manzoukas to narrate, to please some narrate something. But yeah. I would love to hear him write a collection of essays because he's got like a really horrible um, egg allergy, which he talked about on Pete Holmes' podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's to the point where if he is around or eats anything with eggs, he could die, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, which very limits his you know yeah, choices but also exactly. like it, he's talked about how it really impacted some of his just life in general mm-hmm. and he's led an interesting career playing yeah. these kind of bit parts and comedy and doing improv and um, so I would yeah, definitely well, love that and even like on How Did This Get Made which again is a podcast where they review bad movies yes it, like when you hear him talk for a while you'll be like oh he's just a, a quick like he is he has a quick brain and mm-hmm. he makes like kind of ridiculous jokes but then like he'll get into a long line of like stuff and he's so smart he knows 
like all these classic films from like the 30s and 40s and 50s and I can only imagine that he reads all the time like yeah, he's super he's really smart, smart and he's got a lot of really interesting like again bringing it back to Gilmore Girls Jason Manzoukas loves he Gilmore loves Girls he loves Gilmore which Girls which is like I love finding those weird yeah. like you would not expect that so mm-hmm. that's the kind of I love these comedians that are, have these unexpected pieces to them that are really goofy and weird and out there but also have something that makes you want to know more like yeah. you want to hear more about well, how did you think of that? Or like, where is that right. coming from? And so, oh, I'm so mad I didn't yes. think of Jason Manzukas. Well, uh, you know, we're putting that out into the universe, yeah. and then oh. it will jointly be because of us. And then the last one on my list, which I mean, I could go on forever, but the yeah. last one I actually like have written down um, are the Broad City Girls. Absolutely, Abby and Alana. I just think they're really funny. I think they could write like a great relationship book or yeah. like dating advice oh, or something to help young women I just I love them and I love what they've done with their show but also just trying to get people into like I don't know they had Hillary Clinton on their show Mm -hmm. at a time when Hillary Clinton was like nobody wanted to hang out with Hillary so I feel like they would have some cool things to say yeah that's awesome. All right, my last one is not a comedy one at all, and it won't happen because these people have all passed away. <laughs> but um, I, as I mentioned, huge nerd about old comedy. I'm also mm-hmm. a huge nerd about just old classic movies. Yeah. They always used to be on when I would be at my grandma's, and and I love like the old. I'm a big nerd about the Universal monsters, so like oh, Frankenstein yeah. and Creature of the Black Lagoon and Bride of Frankenstein, the Mummy. So I would love to hear Boris Karloff. Bella Lugosi and Vincent Price to like a collaboration just like talk about what it was like being actors in like this like golden era of movies and like they were portraying these literally larger than life characters and um, they got super well known and like they would not only would they do like the really well known famous Frankenstein movie but then they'd do like 12 other Frankensteins like yeah. and they'd all it was just like these three people throughout the time were like just swapping in and out all of these really famous characters that are now even to this day still kind of coming out so yeah. again there would be no comedy in that I can imagine but no it might be interesting I, yeah. I feel like it it have its moments because yeah. I'm sure that there were times where it was mm-hmm. insane and yeah and also being a fan of those movies got me some street credit with my father-in-law because he's a huge <laughs> movie nerd so that was uh just want to throw that in there too so nice all right. Well, I, you and I could both go on and on. This will oh, not be the could. last time we like do this. I feel like this is going on for a long time. Yeah. So if you have stuck on, like stuck around for this, then yeah, we should all probably be friends. So Absolutely. Feel free to contact us. Yeah. And we'll hang out. I would say if you if you just tweet at Overdrive Libs, I control that, and I will just put you in contact with myself and Melissa, and we Absolutely. can all become best friends. Yes. So. All right, buddy. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. This was the best. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, enjoy all those books and all the imaginary books. You can (laughs) pretend that someday you'll get to listen to them. So, all right. See you guys. Bye. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.